What's up, everybody? You are tuned in to the Arrowhead Chief Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Style. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for subscribing to the channel. Um, we have a lot to get into. This is week one of the NFL season. Tomorrow, we got on Thursday, we got the Buccaneers versus the Cowboys to kick off the season. And this year, and then Sunday, we got the big game against the uh, Cleveland Browns. Um, so we're gonna get into it, man. We're gonna talk. We're gonna talk about the game. But before I do, um, let's talk about this roster, man. The roster has been set. Um, the the fifty three man roster has been set. The practice squad has been set. Everything has been set. So we are good as far as this season goes. Um, some interesting people who got cut, and some people who end up staying on. They end up cutting Tim Ward who looked good in preseason, um, defensive end team, Tim Ward, who's been with the team. He's been on the practice squad. He was on injury reserve because he had tore ACL. Then uh, as the years came on, he had uh, <clears throat> been coming up from the practice squad. Um, and last year he uh, came up, up, up on the 53-man roster. And this year he was looking to make it on the 53-man roster. Like I said, he looked good in preseason. But for whatever reason, they chose um, to go with uh, they, uh, uh, Joshua Candu as that last defensive end spot. And another person that nobody's talking about who is a uh, healthy, uh, uh, he's a scratch for this season because he tore his ACL in the senior ball is undrafted free agent Malik Herring. He played in Georgia. He was making waves in the Senior Bowl, and he had a pretty decent uh, career in Georgia, especially as a pass rusher. But uh, he's a healthy scratch. I mean, unhealthy scratch this year. He, he, I think he's on IR. But um, he ended up making the 53 mile roster over Tim Ward. So they obviously see something in this Malik Herring kid in the future. Maybe even later on down the line this season, but more so probably next season. But uh, so, yeah, so they end up cutting Tim Ward. They did. Uh, they took uh, Doris Fountain. They cut um, Carnell Powell, the fifth round draft pick wide receiver out of Clemson. And they went with Doris Fountain. And Doris Fountain, he played. He had he made the best of his opportunity. Um, Cornell Powell. One thing I will say this is that we all know that for the wide receiver position, this is a hard. Um, it is this offense is very um, complicated when it comes to the wide receiver position. So it's going to take Cornell Powell, and it depends on how how easy it is for him to process information. But it's gonna. It might take him a while for him to grasp this offense. It's probably gonna take him a year. So next year, preseason and training camp and offseason workouts and all this stuff, that's when we we want to see if Cornell Powell has taken that step. Because I think this year is more of a red shirt season, unless you know somebody else comes out. You know, we draft the receiver next year or we pick up somebody in free agency. Cornell Powell might be uh, very uh, instrumental next season as far as the Kansas City Chiefs wide receiver core. So Dorian's Fountain ended up making the 53-man roster. Also, uh, tight ends. 
the Chiefs are rolling with four tight ends. They got, uh, <clears throat> of course, Travis Kelsey, the best tight end in the league. Blake Bell, who's more of a he, – he's kind of a jack-of-all-trades. If you need him to catch a first down, he will catch it. Um, if you, but he's mostly known for his blocking skills. Um, then you have the uh, other draft pick, and I think it was in the fifth round, uh, Noel Gray, who um, he had. He's very athletic. Didn't really show too much in the preseason, but there is something there that the Chiefs like, and hopefully, as the season goes along, he will get more comfortable in his role as the third tight end on this on this roster, and then. Um, another guy who's been in the you know with the Chiefs for the past few seasons on the practice squad is um, uh, uh, I'm drawing a blank here. Um, Jody F- Fortson, <laughs> sorry about that. Jody Fortson ends up making this 53-man roster. They're rolling with four tight ends this season, which is very interesting. Um, but hey, I love it. I love it. The kid showed up. He added some weight. Um, I think he said he added, like, what, 30 pounds? So, and he's a big guy. He's, like, 6'5". I'm sure he's, like, 230. He can catch. We all know he can catch. It's all about his blocking. And in preseason, his blocking got better. So, he can only go up from here. So, they rolled with Jody Fortson. They rolled with... um, Doris Fountain. Um, then the cornerback crew, you got, um, of course, uh, Legereus Snead, Shavarius Ward. You got Mike Hughes, who shows some things. DeAndre Baker shows some things. And uh, Rashad Fenton. And then they went with Chris Lyman's. Um, then, you know, over Bo P. Keys, who he showed some flashes in there, and you know, but he ended up uh, not get, making the roster, but he went on. He he got picked up by uh, the the uh, Indianapolis Colts. So <clears throat> we got uh, so our, our, our so it was for that for all purposes, everything is set. Everything is set as far as the fifty three man roster. Um, that last preseason game, I I didn't get to do a, a show, but they looked. Like, you know, that third preseason game, they looked like they wanted to come out there, the offense and defense, wanted to go out there and show the world that, like, and I know it's preseason, but they just wanted to go out there and put together a good um, series going into the season. And they did that. The first, you know, the two drives that the offense had, they scored. Um, The defense was flying around. Willie Gay Jr., um, all of them. They were just flying around. The defensive line looks like they're going to be mass improved this year. And it's going that's going to be important going into this season because as far as, you know, I know we dwell on the offensive line because that was the story of the Super Bowl. But the other part of that story should be that the defensive line did not get no pressure on Tom Brady. And the defense, the defensive line wasn't that great last year. It was Chris, it was Chris Jones a bust, and that's what it was. But I think this year potentially that this defensive line can can have multiple guys with good sack numbers. Now I believe that Chris Jones 
was going to is going to put up his best statistical season now that he's uh, on the defensive end. And I do think, and I'm predicting that Chris Jones will be a defensive player of the year candidate. I have him having at least 14 to 15 sacks. I've heard all radio syndicates from Carrington Harris to, you know, a few other radio heads tell, say that, you know, they believe Chris Jones is going to have a good year. He's going to have 11 sacks or he's going to have this sacks. I think Chris Jones is going to be a pit off the leash coming off that edge. And plus, he's still going to be on the inside. So he's going to move around the defensive line. There's no longer going to be, oh, he's going to be exclusively at this spot. They are going to move him around to get the best matchup uh, that Chris Jones can have to get to the quarterback. And then add in to the fact that I think Frank Clark is going to have a good season. I think, um, who else? I think uh, uh, Tur- Turk Wharton's going to have a good season as far as getting at the quarterback. You signed Jerron Reed from the Seattle Seahawks, who is good at getting in the, at the quarterback from the interior. And he is one of the reasons why they moved Chris Jones on the edge. So, like I said, I believe Chris Jones is going to be a defensive player of the year candidate. So, watch out for that. Also, I also think this linebacker core is going to be better. Now, we all know Willie Gay Jr., he uh, ended up hurt, getting hurt in the last preseason game. I think he has turf toe. Um, he'll be out for the first three weeks of the season, and which that's it, it sucks, but at least he's not out for the, re- for the whole season or, you know, extensive time. He will be back at least by week four or week five. So, but I do think that this, this linebacker core will be much improved. Hitchens looked like he was much improved. He lost some weight. He's a little bit faster getting to the, uh, uh, as far as getting to the runner, um, reading the holes better, the gap better when, <clears throat> when he needs to shoot through the gap to get to the running back. Um, and he looks like he's better in coverage. Now, it's gonna be it's gonna be depending with Willie Gay out. It's gonna be depending on Ben Neiman, and we all have our gripes about Ben Neiman. But it's all gonna be dependent on Ben Neiman. It's all gonna be dependent on uh, Nick Bolton, the the second round pick. Nick Bolton is going to have to speed up his learning curve because he's going to be called on in these first three games. They are going to use him. Now, what capacity? that Spags use because we all know how Spags is when it comes to rookies. Same thing happened to Willie Gay Jr. It was not easy for him to process the defense, but the difference between the two is last year, Willie Gay didn't have an offseason. He didn't have a rookie minicab to go to, OTAs to go to, for him to grasp and, and really get down this playbook so by the time training camp comes, boom, he's in there. No, he had to learn everything in training camp, and so the process was a little slower for him. Nick Bolton, he's got that opportunity and that privilege to have an offseason. So hopefully he was able to, he's able to process at least by week five, six, maybe even week eight. Nick Bolton is kind of processing this defense a little bit more, and he at least has the fundamental basis of this defense. 
That's what I'm hoping for. So that'll be something to look out for in this game coming up and in this season. Now, let's talk about Patrick Mahomes, man. Now, we all have our you know predictions of the season, what's the record. I'm on record if you listen to any of my past um, episodes in the off my off season uh, episodes. I predicted that uh, the the Chiefs are gonna go 15 and two. I believe that they're gonna lose the last game of the season. <laughs> Excuse me, because by that time they will have the. Um, the AFC wrapped up. They will be the number one seed. I'm predicting that. And then um, I, I believe that uh, they'll lose one of those games like to, to the Washington football team or like the Philadelphia Eagles or something like that. Like one of those games where they're kind of sleepwalking through. And, and I could be wrong. They could This season, they might go out there and try to destroy everybody and be so focused this year just to prove that they are red they want to win in the Super Bowl this year that this they won't do what they did last year because last year was you know I believe they slept well a lot of games except for the games that were important against the Baltimore Ravens against the Buffalo Bills when they played the Saints when they played the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the regular season they get up for certain teams but there excuse me certain teams that they did not get. They kind of slipped, walked through the process and, and eked out some wins last year. I don't think that's going to happen this year. I think uh, I think this year, this team is going to be on a mission. So, with that being said, I believe statistically, Patrick Mahomes is going to have one of his better seasons that he's had since he's been in the league. I'm predicting that Patrick Mahomes... And this is my bold prediction. We'll have 5,600 yards and 52 touchdowns. I'm going on record to say it. 5,600 yards and 52 touchdowns. That's what I'm predicting. Put me on record. Write it down. Save the file. Chris Stiles said that Patrick Mahomes is going to have 5,600 yards and 52 touchdowns. That's right. I said it, which will make him what? MVP of this league. I think he's going to get his second MVP. I think the Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl, and whoever they face in the Super Bowl, I think they're going to try to destroy them. Now, I'm not sitting here saying that they will destroy them, but I do have them winning the Super Bowl this year, getting their second Super Bowl ring with under Patrick Mahomes and Andy in the Andy Reid Andy Reed regime, and – I think this season is going to be special because I think that the offense is always going to be the offense. But I think this defense is going to be the best defense that Patrick Mahomes has had since he's played and started for the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm predicting that this defense by the end of the season will be top five defense. Um, barring any injuries, they stay healthy, relatively healthy. I'm predicting that the Kansas City Chiefs' defense will be top five by the end of this season. Now, let's get into the game Sunday, man. We got the Cleveland Browns. Now we got a lot of a uh, lot of hype 
surrounding the, the Cleveland Browns. Because on paper, I'm not going to lie, they look good. Especially on all, they got one of the better offensive lines. Um, they got all the offensive pieces with Odell Beckham coming back. You got Jarvis Landry. You got Nick and Joku. You got Harrison Bryant, the, t- the two tight ends. You got Kareem Hunt. You got Nick Chubbs, probably the best backfield tandem in the game right now. Both of them can start if you wanted to. Um, we all know Kareem Hunt. You know, he was the Kansas City Chief, and he was the bell cow for us for the couple of years that he was before he got in trouble. So we know what Kareem Hunt is. And Nick Chubb is probably second best, third best. You make an argument uh, running back in the league behind Derrick Henry. So they are a formidable opponent. I'm not going to sit up here and sneeze against that. And plus, this offseason, they made sure that they got better to play us. They got better in the secondary. They're getting some guys back from injury in the secondary. Um, you got you got they signed Jadavion Clowney. That linebacker crew should be better. They got the kid from Notre Dame, which we'll get into him in a minute. Um, so they should be better. They're going to be in the second year playing in the Kevin Stavansky's offense. So there will be some familiarity in this offense. Baker Mayfield should be better in this offense. But I think that they are going to run into a buzzsaw the first week. People don't understand. Patrick Mahomes, and people, if you don't know about this stat, Patrick Mahomes is 32-0 and 0 in the month of September. He is 32-0 and 0 in the month of September. And Andy Reid's record in the month of September is crazy, too. Andy Reid does not lose in the month of September. It just does not happen. Andy Reid is one of the better coaches when it comes to September. And then you give an Andy Reid a full offseason, a full offseason to, to prepare for you. Oh. And then don't take into account. That last year, yeah, the Chiefs had a few uh, fans in the stadium. Was it like 15%, 17%, maybe 20% fans was allowed? You're getting full capacity fans coming back to Arrowhead Stadium week one. I feel sorry for I wouldn't have picked no team. I don't care who was in there. I wouldn't have picked no team. None. Zero. Zilch. No team to beat the Kansas City Chiefs in the month of September. And going into this game this Sunday. Because Arrowhead is going to be rocking. It's going to be loud. I think the guys are going to be pumped up, coming out the tunnel, ready to play, offense, defense. I think this team is going to come out like a raging bull to set a message 
to all teams, especially in the AFC, all the contenders, all your Baltimore Ravens, all your Buffalo Bills, your Indianapolis Colts, your your, your, uh, Tennessee Titans, any team that's deemed a contender and a possible threat, quote, quote, to the Kansas City Chiefs. They are going to send a message and the Cleveland Browns are going to be the first victim. And Cleveland is not a good opening season uh, uh, team. They've gotten routed a lot of times. Last year, they got destroyed by the Baltimore Ravens. I think the year before that, they got destroyed. I want to say it was Baltimore then. I just don't, I don't see how they are going to be able to get, they would have to get uh, turnovers. Pat would have to be turning the ball over. They would have to be getting pressure on Pat. Um, the offensive line, the offensive line would have to play terrible. Um, they would have to be drop passes, um, things of that nature, the catastrophic stuff to the Kansas City Chiefs for the Cleveland Browns to be in this game. I don't think, personally, I don't think this game is going to be close. I don't. And I know some people out there might be like, you know what, Chris? Come on, man. You, you get The Cleveland Browns, they look good this year. Yeah, and you know what? By the end of this season, they might be right there neck and neck with the Kansas City Chiefs. You know what? I'm not, I won't even be surprised if the Cleveland Browns meet the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC Championship this year. I won't be surprised at all, but, but, and that's a big, but I'm telling you right now that the Kansas city chiefs are going to put a beat down on the Cleveland Browns this Sunday. I got them beating the Cleveland Browns 35 to 24, 35, to 24. And, and I know a lot of people say, well, Chris, that's only 10 points. That's not a beat down. When I say 24, that last seven points that they get is going to be in garbage time. So for the most of the game, they're going to be beating them 35 to 17. I think the Chiefs get up on them early. I think the offense is going to be clicking. I think Clyde Edwards-Alaire is going to have a good game with his offensive line. I, th- I think, you know, Pat and, and Travis are going to connect. I think they're going to take advantage, which brings me to uh, the the rookie linebacker, I forgot his name, um, from Notre Dame. They asked him this week, I think Monday, you know, how does it feel to go against Travis Kelsey? And he said, oh, I'm used to preparing for good tight ends, so – it should be good for me. I'm a, you know, I'm going to be ready for him. Let me explain something to you, young man. What Travis Kelsey is about to bring to you this Sunday, you ain't going to be ready for it. You ain't never seen the Travis Kelsey where you played at. I don't care who you played against. Travis Kelsey is the best tight end in this league. You haven't even seen the guy who's second best to me in George Kittle. You haven't even seen the 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 caliber tight end who's third best, which is Darren Waller. So to, for you to sit here and say, 
that you'll be ready for Travis Kelsey. And I'm not, you know, no disrespect to you, young man. I'm not sitting here saying you a scrub. I'm not saying you're trash. You know, you're very highly highly talented coming out of college. And you, I'm sure you have a bright future. But this Sunday, you about to get the Travis Kelsey lesson. Just like every linebacker and safety and corner who tries to cover Travis Kelsey and they claim they got a beat on them, they just get beat. So I think Travis Kelsey is going to have a big game. I think Tyreek is going to have a couple big plays. I think Nicole is going to have a couple big plays. I think this defense is going gonna, is gonna to be good. I think Spags is going to dial him up and send him at Baker Mayfield. I, I predict Chris Jones to have a, a three-sack game. I think he's going to have three sacks in this game. So that's my prediction for Sunday. Um, And that's my time for the day, y'all. I appreciate y'all listening in, tuning in. Subscribe to the channel on all social media, all streaming platforms, um, whether it be Apple, Google, Amazon, uh, uh, Spotify, Breaker, Stitcher, whatever streaming platform that you use to listen to podcasts, I'm on there. Arrowhead Chief Podcast. And if you want to follow me on social media, follow me on Twitter. You can follow me on uh, 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 Instagram. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on TikTok. Arrowhead Chief Podcast. Type it in. I'm right there. Thank y'all. I appreciate y'all. I hope y'all have a good week. It's week one. I hope y'all excited for Sunday. It's going to be a a whole bunch of football. NFL season starts, and then the Kansas City Chiefs, they play that afternoon game, the 325 game, 125 Pacific time, which I'm on. So hope y'all have a good week. Hope y'all ready for some Chiefs football. Let's go. Go Chiefs.